2: Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on
0: iTunes.
3: Bienvenidos to another edition of Minnesota Football Show. We got a full house today. Um, Sheila, Bridget, Eric, and myself are are here, and we actually got stuff to talk about, like soccer stuff. You know, oh. stuff actually does happen. You know, sure. and we'll we'll see what what it. Let's see what rabbit hole we'll fall into, but you're more than welcome to stay with us with the journey. So
1: Let's start local, because just like you said, there's actually quite a bit of Minnesota United things happening. Uh, Loons on national team duty. Let's start there. Uh, we will talk about uh, the phenom that is Hassani Dotson in a little bit. He gets his own segment. Uh, so he's he's there. He's one of them. Uh, Greg is playing today. Today's Saturday. The uh, What is the date? 20-something. 27th. 27th. Thank you. Yes. Um, he's going to be coming up soon playing for slow. I always get these mixed up. Is it Slovakia or Slovenia? Slovakia, right?
0: Slovakia.
1: Yes. Thank you. Um, we got the the dual fins. They have already played. Uh, Lud and uh, rightala Ray, Ray, Help.
0: <laughs> Ritala.
1: Thank you. <laughs> you're, just, you're just saving Something me. Like you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> like my net under the trapeze today. Okay.
3: Really, really weird thing. Right, so like, when I had a Game Boy, I, uh, one of the first things I had was like a a, a Pokemon game, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a Pokemon character called, called Ratarala, right? And every time I see his name, I think of Pokemon, and I'm like, and I want to say it that way, but it's just one of those things. But hey, that
1: you know. somehow that makes more sense to me than what I'm looking at, so it's <laughs> <laughs> easier to say. <laughs> um, we got the dual Canadians, Saint Clair and Montgomery, and then Metiner, uh He's over with Madagascar. So that's is that. Is that a record? Seven international players mm-hmm. out at one time.
2: Okay.
0: Yep.
1: There you go.
0: Yeah. I, th- I don't think we've ever had more than three,
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe four.
3: Yeah. I think Pretty three awesome. two has been the like last time yeah. we had Chase and Dotson. Right. I think that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. They got called up to national team. Really? I thought was,
2: Gregus and Lode have, had w- yeah. been called out before.
1: I think yeah, that's true, but those still two seven. more often,
0: yeah, more often than um, yeah. And, and Ch- Chase's call up was like a training camp thing, so right. that's on a different schedule than than like Greguish and Lude. We'll
1: anyway. bring up some of those names in a little bit. Um, talk more, especially about Mr. Dotson, but we had a, a wild ride of a week with regards to. Abila, watch i i'm amazed how quickly this whole thing rolled i i only got out one telenovela gif uh co-hosts and <laughs> listeners which, which is something because i mean when, when this was going down with Reynoso, there was like <laughs> i don't even know maybe i got 50 at least
0: <laughs> probably yeah um,
1: this thing just i mean it hit fifth gear very quickly and i guess it's, it's good for us but uh this started back earlier on, on Sunday. We were hearing that uh, that Boca had rejected the original offer. And shout out to Andrew Weeby who <laughs> was getting in with me and Rodrigo and was basically like, no, 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 no. That's just how these things happen. You got to get it moving first. And I'm like, all right, man. It seems like a long shot to me. Uh, 24 hours later, <laughs> we we have the uh, the counter offer. Uh, that goes and then see this is the 22nd now and then look at that it's uh Bridget McDowell kind of g- coming off of Andy Greeter basically saying Boca Juniors yeah. appear to have reached an agreement on uh Ramon Avila and I mean here we are uh on the weekend About a, this whole thing basically has has coalesced over a week and it seems like we have another Boca Juniors striker at this point I'll put it out for you all
0: I mean, nothing official yet, but from the Boca side, it seems to be all said and done. Uh, Their coverage has pretty much definitively said that he's headed up here. Um, But alone with the purchase option is similar to the Reynoso deal. And that's, I think, what anyone expected to actually come out of this, um, as we talked about last time. But... uh,
1: so we're talking about it looks like um the the whole yeah the option to buy right that was that was a part of it. Um 4.5 million is that is that kind of where we landed? Uh
0: that was yeah that was our guess off of the his previous
1: offer.
2: Mm-hmm. So the question is why does he want to
1: leave? Just because of the money? That he's not, is just not play. getting playing time right now.
0: Yeah, he's He's, he's, he's like third-string yeah. bench player right now. I see coming back from coming back from injury too. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: yeah I, I think his thing. The thing is, is that um, in addition to not only not getting him playing time and him
1: being injured, and being like, thirty-one, which is being a dinosaur, thirty-one, I suppose, yeah. I suppose for, so, for football, football Bo, life.
3: Boca's trying. You know, the reason this moves so fastly, I think, is just Boca. He's not in the in the future for Boca, right? Like he's like. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can dump up somebody for four million dollars, and not have to worry about our, our striker lineup. And this, this is great, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I question the four and a half million dollars, right? Cause like,
1: <laughs> because, it is a lot for a thirty-one-year-old that's had injuries. Right, right. <laughs> or, and, or maybe you can read that as the perfect Minnesota United acquisition. Right.
3: Yes. I mean, that is really what it really is. But I think it's, it's, it's interesting because. In the his in his playing history, like when he was younger, when he was twenty six, twenty seven, he went to Crusado for four million, right? And I don't know whose value goes up as they get older, but apparently, <laughs> but value goes up as he as he gets older. And that was like a four year, four million, four year deal. And so, my assumption and my hope is that you know this four point five has a lot of incentives in the aspect of like you know like he has to play X amount of X amount of games and then that will trigger some purchase option or like or he has to score so many goals or i don't know he he doesn't have to be injured for more than two weeks you know that's
1: yeah yeah yeah. i
0: think i mean that value is a little bit different when you consider south america versus u.s um in terms of in terms of football contracts uh so his value is a little bit higher to us than it is to them So they're, they're going to take what they can get out of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a phenomenal deal for Boca. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, just, just a little background here on the man, 83 matches, 48 as a starter, 36 goals. I mean, that's, that's a pretty awesome percentage there. I, I didn't write the whole thing down, but that's a pretty good net positive. Um, Superliga wins in 2017 and 18, uh, or, sorry, the 17-18 season, the 1920 season. So two Superliga wins there. The Copa Maradona win, which I don't think is happening anymore. Um, and what we would maybe remember him from, because we actually covered this match, uh, the infamous Libertadores uh, final a couple of years ago with all the madness and violence that happened in Buenos Aires. They eventually they had to move it to Spain and it was played at the Benimbao there. Um, he actually played in that final and scored in that final. Um, they ultimately lost to river, but I I think if I'm not mistaken, it was a two, one final score and he scored the one for Boca Juniors. So there you go.
0: That feels like it was a really long time ago.
1: It doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) with everything that's happened over the year? Like (laughs) those two years ago, what just two years, just two years. I know, I know. Um, you guys kind of covered this, but the, that uh, that price for the age and I mean, we'll see how it all pans out. But what do you think about this? This option with the, the Frenchman, though, who knew is is this do you think this is still on the table? Or are they still going to maybe look at uh, another option, a younger option there, striker?
0: We do know they're still they're still looking someone, uh, someone younger and a longer term solution. They've said that much. Uh, it does sound like they're focusing on Europe. So I would think that he's uh, he's towards the top of that list, if not the one that they're trying to get.
3: Yeah, I agree. Right I think they need to... Um, this is just a, a patch, right? Um, just like Amarillo was going to be somewhat of a patch. or Well, Amarillo yeah. was a hope that he was actually going to do something. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But if you look at a striker depth, right? I mean, we have lancaster we have um <laughs> wait 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 wait
1: is it is it langs langsdorf i think langsdorf. right oh, sorry langsdorf. i like I lancaster, lancaster we call, like,
0: we call them <laughs> lancaster at some yeah. point i think
1: that's pretty good too yeah <laughs>
3: um then we have uh you know where and we don't know what that situation is going to be then we have um Abudelo, and i mean that's that's literally almost it right i mean yeah, so that's someone.
0: that's four now and one of them's 17 18 years old. So
3: yep. so you you don't know what the, the destiny. so I I would I would hope that they were they're looking still and um trying to fulfill whatever that left wing position is as well too or um, or just stick Hansen in that role. I mean, you know, I, I've said how I feel about Dotson, <laughs> how Dotson needs to be on the field, but there are other options. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think they're still going for, for another striker They they need to. And I think um, the reason that they made this deal is because he knew they could probably get it right. Because he's not only not happy because he's not playing, but there's yeah. also risk and reward from getting someone who can score, but also gets injured. So
1: yeah, we'll see how it goes down. Uh, I was going to say shout-outs to Boca English and our, our listener, Kevin, who's just been having a, a really fun ride lately. <laughs> now Boca, Boca Juniors. <laughs> the, the jokes uh, some people on Twitter were saying was Minnesota United is now Boca Seniors. <laughs> so There you go. Yeah, I like That's that.
3: That's a nice joke. You, you know, age I,
0: out and go to Minnesota. Pretty much.
3: Like right. You. Right. Well, <laughs> right. You know what? what's funny is I – one of the from one of the Boca Jr. reporters or Argentinian reporters, I started reading some of the comments and 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 there's just a lot of mean jokes. But the the thought that he's going to discover McDonald's and never come back to Argentina was one of the things that <laughs> Ouch. I, I was like, Oh my god, I, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, well I hate to break
1: it, but there's lots and lots of McDonald's in Argentina because I ate it at a few and this was over two decades ago but i remember eating there just because my friends told me just because they're they're back when i ate meat this is again a long time ago that their beef is so much better than even like getting trash fast food in buenos aires is going to be like the best big mac you're ever going to have and turns out it was it really was um okay let's move to this from our friend of the pod, uh, Bruce McGuire here. I, you go, you all can elaborate on this. I don't understand how these whole brackets for these tournaments work, but at one point I think Minnesota United was in play for the leagues cup. That was going to be happening in August and September against other uh, Liga MX teams. And for whatever reason, just because I guess we're Minnesota United, we, we are cut from the leagues cup. <laughs> They're taking Kansas city, New York, Orlando and Seattle. I just kind of throw my hands up and go, okay. That's,
0: I mean, so it's like Minneapolis City getting cut from U.S. Open Cup, even though they were guaranteed a spot. So, yep. I mean, it's it's usually eight, eight and eight American teams and Mexican teams. Hmm. Uh, and because of schedule constraints and COVID and regional travel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, Minnesota was based on – I think they they used the final table from the season to determine that. Uh, So Minnesota was in if it's the eight and eight format, but going down to four and four, we were on the bubble and didn't quite make it.
1: I mean, it's almost, I don't even know, it could be a net positive because now we're not going to have you so stretched with the tournament. Yeah.
0: Yeah between euros and olympics yeah. and uh world world cup etc like we we're, we're going to need every minute at home that we can get yeah. so
1: cool we'll call it a positive
3: <laughs> yeah i've been beefing with Bruce lately so this is Oh really what,
1: what about
0: I, I noticed that there was a <laughs> there i missed a little back and forth on twitter
3: <laughs> yeah it's like he, he, Okay, you seen the Austin FC jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's green and white. And then Colorado Rapids put up a, a a white jersey, which is a white jersey, which is also green and white, right? The difference mm-hmm. is where the stripes are, right? Mm-hmm. But to him, they're not the same in a sense. And I was like, wait, it's like they're the same colors. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently, one's lime and green. And I was like, well, it's like either it's like I don't get it. It's like even Austin fans, FC fans, were like, "Yeah, look, here's a picture of was uh, of a white jersey is a picture of of a Colorado jersey." I was like, "Well, I don't know. I mean, looks the same to me, but I, you know, I just would hate to have both of these teams play together It's just one of them." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, the
0: I mean, Austin film.
3: FC Austin FC jersey came out first, right? We knew they were going to be green. Yeah. I just don't know how Colorado decided to do the same thing, which is, well, you yeah, oh, we know how much we Adidas. love kids in this, yeah, I'm- or, adidas right adidas i
0: mean we we have the same issue like ours just looks like a blue t-shirt so uh the colorado's looks really slick in certain photos like the way that they photograph it is makes it like two different shirts so when you put them side by side it looks very very different um from when you just see them doing the photo shoots
1: Let's jump to one of those loons abroad we mentioned earlier. Let's talk about Mr. Dane Sinclair, because there was some question as to whether he was going to play in the Olympic qualifying U23 squad or maybe get a call for the senior squad for uh, World World Cup qualifying. And we found out this week that, in fact, he is going to the senior squad. So pretty cool. Good stuff for him. Um, I can't remember when their first match comes up here. Or did they already play for World Cup qualifying? Not yet, maybe.
3: No, I think they played. Did um, they play? I think so. I think DSC got a, got a start. Um really? they had a friendly. Yeah. Uh he
1: was
0: he was on the bench. I do he remember seeing oh, that yeah. graphic come up. It was either yesterday or the day before. Yeah.
3: The only reason I say is because um David Gass retweeted something I said and he was like and he's like, yeah, like, well, I was saying, yeah, we knew about DSC. I mean, we already know he's in Minnesota United, you know. So, like, people are, like, we, people are being introduced to Dane St. Clair, apparently. And I was like, well, yeah, we already know about that. So, I mean, I know there was a friendly. I just don't know how much time he got, if any, but I'm assuming some time.
1: Probably. It's, it's super cool just that he's going he's gonna to be doing the, the real deal. I mean, good on him. Deserves it. Deserves it. Um, all right, friends. We had the schedule drop this week. Uh, all of MLS's full schedules. Uh, I only post the one closest to us, I suppose, being Minnesota United. What do you guys think of MNUFCopoly? How how the uh, how the marketing <laughs> drop go for you, <laughs> Bridget? Just relax. What is that? <laughs> I don't get what
2: the what it even means.
1: Well, so the
0: the full video they used like the Monopoly board and like. For each game on the schedule, the graphic was it rolled dice and then it moved to the next square, and that showed the game and the other team's crest. So when you watch the full video, it makes sense and it looks it's clever. Um, it was enter- entertaining, but yeah, when you and if just there's these... like a,
2: if everybody gets COVID, then it's like go to jail. <laughs>
0: that, should have been added. that part out, but there's <laughs> definitely some subtext there. Uh, yeah, that
3: would have been awesome. <laughs> That's a good.
0: Great... Yeah, these these just still graphics that they put out with MNUFCopoly at the top. is kind of weird and uh a little confusing if you didn't see the full like
1: 3-minute video. I think definitely uh, a step up from Lunesta. Yes. We'll say that. Do you do you miss <laughs> Lunesta? Is that what? It Not is? at all. <laughs> Not at all. I I thought it was I think it was
3: clever. I also think it, you know, um, because I'm such a Prince fan, I think you could have played on with the musicology album, right? Instead mm-hmm. of Men in UFC, you could have been like M and right? Like mm-hmm. just like an ology aspect mm-hmm. of it, and then just gone with that. But you know what? I mean, I mean they don't pay for they don't pay me for my thoughts or anyone really, but anyways. <laughs> uh but I mean the, I it was the okay. different team
1: hype ones are always kinda interesting too. I didn't get to see all of them, but yeah, I, I yeah. heard the extra time guys going through every single one, and some of them sounded pretty cool too.
3: Yeah, I think I think I don't know if uh the MLS wants us to hate uh SKC's barbecue that much that we Yeah play them so often. <laughs> They're really like, pushing
1: the rivalry, aren't they? Like uh-huh. we're
3: like, you know, the only rivalry we have aspect of it is just what the fact that we were able to finally beat them in a playoff game at in their own house. It was like so besides that, I mean there's some really interesting I I'd love to see what Austin FC is gonna do, right? Mm-hmm um of course the opener with the sounders that's going to see what happens right um, um how well will the Ru Diaz golden boot
1: watch start um <laughs> and we've only got just because of safety protocols there's only two re- real matches with the east with uh right. philly and who's the other one dc thank you DC. philly and dc yeah um any, any other things that you said? Rodrigo pointed out a few that seem pretty interesting. Uh, Bridget, Sheila, anyone? I mean, vault one that uh, is obviously speaking to me. I have a birthday match this season uh, against Philadelphia. So uh, hopefully by then, you know, I will be vaccinated. I would hope by late <laughs> October. Please. Um, that'd, be, that'd be a fun birthday present to myself.
0: I mean, um, Ramirez might finally get to play in Minnesota. We've got Houston at home uh, August 7th. Maybe he'll finally beat that curse.
1: Yeah, for real. <laughs>
0: um, otherwise, I mean, yeah, we're going to get sick of seeing some of the same teams, but I, there's a reason that they chose to do that, and it's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, keeping things regional so that they're not traveling across the country all the time um and and hopefully minimize yeah canadian teams are yep yep Mm -hmm. so hopefully that means that there will be fewer disruptions to the schedule as well fewer things that you need to reschedule and all those correct all Um, those aspects
2: so i am not a season ticket holder but i've heard there's been like some a lot of discussion about what the what the um communication has been Um, and I didn't really totally understand it. What for you guys that have season tickets, what has been your experience?
1: I meant to put that in here. I totally forgot to put that in there. Um, I'll let somebody else start. They want to go.
3: I'm disappointed. Um, because you would figure like, and this is my reasoning and my reasoning can totally be wrong, but if season ticket holders have still been paying to towards their season tickets, like I would figure that they should be the first ones to you know appeal to and say, "Hey, you know our first our first home game, you should be able to see if you can or not, right, regardless whether you're not or whether you're not gonna sit in the- seat in the seats that you do want to, but like and the packages that are sent out it makes me want to be like well, you know what i'm I think I'm gonna watch probably the whole season either at um on on t v or in a backyard or or, or maybe depending on where we are, you know, towards the middle of the season, see what, you know, the black card would be and then just see, maybe maybe go there. I think that's, I at. I understand some things, but I'm just disappointed that there isn't, you know, well, something.
0: It, it was going to be just dis- disappointing no matter what. There, I think they made it as reasonable as they could in an impossible situation having to choose you know, your what, 15, 16,000 season ticket holders. You wanna to try to get them to every match that you can, but also logistically, uh, that's kind of a nightmare. So breaking it up into these uh, six match packages um, seems fairly reasonable. Um, and the money that we've already paid towards 2021 is credited towards those ticket packages. So. I mean, we're not we're not still paying for games that we're not going to see. Um, I mean, I I won't be buying a ticket package. The the one thing I don't like is you can't. They don't want you to resell. So if you choose your six games, you have to use those tickets. Um, and if you sell them, they will actually not allow you to continue purchasing packages or give you the opportunity to pur- purchase. Right. Which is why I was super um,
1: hesitant and on this first round. I'm like, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm
0: just, yeah, I had been thinking maybe I'd buy him and, you know, later in the season. And then if, if I can't go, um, you know, give them away to whoever can. Uh, um, but that's not going to happen. Uh, so, I mean, it was going to suck no matter what. You're trying to get, you know, 5,000 people into a stadium uh, with – you know, three or four times that number has season tickets. Uh, plus everyone who's been on the waiting list and paying for tickets that they couldn't get anyway. Um, so it's... I mean, what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> did, did I hear it right that you can only buy one package? Is that it?
0: I th- or, or not I buy, think but receive? Um, so that everyone has a chance uh-huh. to buy a package. I think it's one and then like once that demand goes down, I think you can go back and like get another one.
2: I mean, it seems unlikely that all those season ticket holders would even want to come this year.
0: Right. And that's, I mean, I think that's probably why they went with the package thing rather than like single game tickets. But because if people are going to go, they're going to go to more than one game. If people aren't going to go, Uh, It might be like me and Rodrigo saying, well, we just won't go then, Um, but I'm sure that they're discussing how they'll handle the money that we've already put towards these tickets that we're not going to use um, or, you know, put on credit. Uh, That hasn't been, those details haven't really been released yet. They're still working that out. And it probably depends on what the feedback is as they make these packages available.
2: Right, because, I mean, if you buy season tickets at the end of 2019 and here it is 2021 and you have not seen a single game, (laughs) like, you probably should get your money back.
0: Well, I mean, they because no one knew when this thing would end or when things would pick up again. Like, they put 2020 towards 2021. Right. And froze ticket payments when they realized that there wasn't going to be a season at home. Right. Um, And then they've, so that money went towards 2021. We were continuing to pay 2021 when that frame started and now they've frozen that again. Uh, So I would think once, you know, once people actually talk to their ticket rep, whenever the ticket rep actually calls us, that hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm sure they'll talk about how we'll get that money back if we're not planning to go. Uh
1: Yeah, I was just going through it in my head because I'm like, boy, do I really want to wait for like? It would, I suppose, it would be like the very last package if I wanted to try and snag that Philadelphia Union one. But in theory, I could buy maybe an earlier one in the summer and then go for like an individual ticket or something like that later, right?
0: Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't. I'll take a, I don't know if they're doing like the individual thing later. <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: All right. Well. Well. Well, we'll uh, we'll follow up, I suppose. I think things will be, it'll be, it seems like it's kind of a moving and evolving kind of a let's, process. Yeah.
0: I mean, like everything is these days. Yeah. Situation is fluid. And they've, they've acknowledged that in the email as well. Like, this is how we're laying it out right now. But things might change. Yeah. Um, so. Well,
1: let's talk about something that's kind of, it's directly related and it excites me. Uh, just talking about access and rabbit ears and all that good stuff. It's, it's a record uh, broadcast season for MLS. They're talking about, uh, oh, 27 matches. But what was it here? Um Univision's going to have 11. ABC is going to carry how many? There's there's. I thought I got the numbers right here. Now I can't see them. Well, there's... I gotta... Go ahead. I got, so I got eight... these big ones. I'm sorry. Please, I'll let you go.
0: Well so ABC will do five matches.
1: Okay.
0: Um twenty-seven on ESPN. Uh three hundred and fifty total regional broadcasts will be streamed out of market for ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. Fox, standard Fox will carry seven.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a big one. That's that's new. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then twenty-five on FS one. Uh, so the thing that we need to remember is this is great for MLS as a whole, but then in Minnesota and in the Midwest in general, we have Fox sports North. Um, they do have the rights again this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the, the same streaming issues from 2020.
1: Yeah. uh, will
0: be continued into 2021.
1: Yes. Yes. That's, that's not such a positive. So, I mean,
0: you might be able to watch DC Philly on, uh, abc or univision but uh no guarantee you'll be watching minnesota versus philly well on TV. we get
1: one I, I put minnesota's in here so uh the, the 16th of the the opener that's going to be fs1 uh then the, uh, july 18th regular espn on the 14th they play la galaxy that one's going to be on regular fox so there will be one minnesota united match on regular rabbit ears at the very least
0: <laughs> because because your rabbit ears, television executives love their LA Galaxy. The, That's, you know, why. The That's why. only soccer team in the United States. You know?
1: Yes. Has nothing to do with <laughs> us, right? Absolutely nothing. Um, then the, the two SKCs, the uh, August 21st and October 31st. Um, Halloween. That's Halloween, right? Yep. On, uh, on ESPN. So, otherwise, Didn't I'll we, be uh... – go ahead.
0: Last year, we played on Halloween, and I'm... wasn't it Kansas City?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Bridget,
3: we, we play Kansas City every game. We didn't play anyone else. We just played Kansas. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: So <laughs> so chances are, yeah, it was them when we
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Hey, at least at least we're home to them twice this season mm-hmm. instead of being away two or three times.
1: I'm I'm looking forward to the uh Rodrigo family uh stream on on Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be <laughs> that'll be saving my butt again. <laughs> be quiet.
3: You know they that's, listen to that a... doesn't happen. Uh, that doesn't, doesn't that happen. happen. No, no. I'm
1: I'm def- I'm definitely uh, yeah. definitely going through Facebook Live. That's what that that's right. We're like doing better. Facebook
3: Live and like <laughs> the few times it'll be on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um let's talk about this thing. I, I, I forgot that the Minnesota was even playing today. They already played past tense. They had their first preseason. They're in Florida. They played uh, Charleston Battery from the uh, usl are they usl one two championship i can't remember I can't uh, straight.
0: championship i think
1: okay i think it, by by the time i realized this was happening it was already four nil we talked about this before we started <laughs> recording so it was yeah. it was quite the blowout um i think what was it bridget nine
0: yep nine zero full time
1: nine zero good grief including a pk wow um, So it looks like Nico Hansen gets a brace. Finley gets a brace. Juan Agudelo scores. Wea scores. McMaster, I forgot he's even on the team. Good for him. He scores. Ozzy gets a PK. And Rodrigo Lancaster scores.
3: <laughs> I, what really interests me was the starting lineup, right? Because this is actually something we might be able to see down the line. And I think, yeah. like, for all those who've been wondering – what is Minnesota gonna do? Like, well, we'll play a four-two-three-one, and I think that was really interesting with Jacory and Will. I think, yeah, I think, and then um, Hans, uh Hansen on the on the was it on, on the left, left, pre- right?
0: I, I would assume he's on the left of the other winger is Finley,
3: right? Yeah, that's but. what I would think, and I think as much as people have given me all the crap in the world about. Suggesting that you know Dotson play on the left. I think that's that this this gives us an idea of what we may look like, right? I think yeah. I'm interested more in seeing Heath. what Taylor did, so and yeah. how well the Jacory worked than than anything else.
0: Um Heath did say before that we're probably gonna see the starters play 60, 70 minutes in this preseason game. Um, So that lineup right there, uh, Miller, Chase, Boxy, Coleman, Taylor on the back line, uh, Ja'Cory and Will, um, that's probably going to be pretty similar to what we'll see through the season. Um, I mean, some of these guys are like the second line, if you consider last season, but then you remember that Jan is on international duty. You've got Metner on international duty. Um, So this is... You know, all those games, when we're depleted, this is probably your starting lineup when not everyone is in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure things will move around a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much we get Coleman in there because he hasn't played mm-hmm. all that much the last couple of seasons. Very. Um, except even before the injury. So.
1: I'm curious uh, how many assists Reynoso had. Right. <laughs> Nine goals. Maybe he had like seven assists. <laughs> Could be. Uh, well, good on him. All right, well, let's, let's talk about some CONCACAF Olympic qualifying and the Dotson show, Dotson and Friends. Uh, we mentioned on the, on the previous one, he did start and he contributed to that one goal against, uh, against Costa Rica, but we all kind of talked about have even though they won that match, they needed to win that match. They didn't look great. They looked okay. Yeah. And even in this match against the Dominican Republic, didn't have a great first half and a nil-nil. And and then Hassani Dotson did not start. He comes in. Did he come in at halftime, Bridget, or was it uh, sixty-seven sixty-second 60 minute? It's, it's yeah. literally in front of my face. Yes, sixty-second. <laughs> <laughs> and and pretty much the entire tempo, flow, feel of the game just changes on a dime with Hassani yeah. Dotson in the match. N- less than ten minutes after he sets foot, he scores his first international goal. Uh, great shot, uh, great touch to kind of stop the ball, control mm-hmm. the ball. And I think he switched feet, didn't he? On that first one?
0: I think so. Yeah. Stopped it, switched. I think it was just the one touch and then the shot. Lasted yeah. at
1: home. Awesome. And then just a few minutes later, uh, a great shot coming from the, uh, he's more coming from the right. Wasn't he almost like on a right wing position?
0: Yep. So that first one, he was like in the box on, the right post, um, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, further out to the right wing on the second one.
1: So there it is. He gets a brace, and then he he sets up the – I didn't put it in here, but that fourth goal uh, from – oh, boy.
3: Help Uh, me out. uh,
1: (laughs) There you go. Once again, I turned to Bridget for my pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he assisted in that goal. So, I mean, Hassani Dodson – basically responsible for three of the four goals just immediately when he comes in just
0: what a match for him it was such a strange game because that defense was horrible Mm -hmm. Um, and they like they were still able you're almost expecting like just garbage goals Uh, but (laughs) this team just couldn't quite pull it off Uh, so it wasn't a great game especially against such a horrible defense um, but once Dotson comes in, you start to see Jackson, you'll like start playing the ball forward more. They're pressing in. they're breaking those lines down. He had a uh, single too, by
1: the way, kind he, of a like yes. back heel yeah. almost.
0: <laughs> yep. He had that first one and he was involved, uh, secondary, like secondary assists in Dotson's goals as well. Just he was the Minnesota- right in the action. Getting it so.
1: done. It's like the, yeah. the Minnesota national team. We should just call it. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, there's your final four yeah. nil, um, huge win. And to take a look at this chart here. So this is Dotson's market value over the past couple of years. I just thought this was interesting. Yeah. Starts July 19th as he's coming to the team below like 500,000, who knows where. And as of these, uh, Olympic qualifying, he's jumped up past the 2 million mark. Now we talked about this on previous episodes of, you know, what if he gets a look from Europe? What if it gets a look from somewhere from somewhere? And I mean, we haven't even started league play yet. And he's, you know, he's doubling and tripling in yeah. fact, is his value here. So pretty impressive. Um, yep. Rodrigo's not here, but I mean, I, the big question is with things moving this positively in his international career and presumably in his club career, he has to be on the field with this team. Don't you think? Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, The question is where? I'm not going to, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to assume what Heath will decide to do. Uh, But I mean, Heath was impressed with his international performance and that's probably kind of whatever Heath was thinking before he left town. Uh, He's probably moved up a little bit in his estimation uh, for the season. So yeah, you, you almost have to play him. Uh, He's also obviously going to need some, some rest time uh, playing all these games um, he did. So they played again Thursday and he actually rolled an ankle in that match. Um, I saw on Twitter just a little bit ago, he said that he had texted him to ask how it was going. And he says he, he should be fit and ready to go for Sunday's game, which is the, okay. the deciding game. Um, so if they, if they win tomorrow, uh they're into the olympics
1: right um, so you're referring to they'd lost to mexico but it really didn't matter because both those teams were through yeah, they were both Thursday. in it was
0: just a yeah that yeah. was a 1-0 loss i believe
1: yep yep and so i, I didn't realize he rolled his ankle okay so but yeah, if, he's, if he's recovered yeah not too not too serious okay cool so yeah so tomorrow like, like you mentioned do we know what time is this match we got honduras in the u.s good question all right, we'll we'll figure that out. I, I I want to say that somewhere in the afternoon, Honduras in the U.S. on one side, and Mexico and Canada on the other. That might be a good match as well. And the the two winners of those two matches qualify for the Olympics.
2: Have we ever not? I mean, do we usually make the Olympics? No,
1: soccer? it's I, I can't remember. It's it's been a little while. Um, two thousand. know there, I
0: think we just missed out last time Mm -hmm. it like three or four cycles maybe
1: sounds right three uh
2: the game is at 5 p.m tomorrow
1: thank you very much Sheila yep there you go should be a good one I I know very little of Honduras so I have I have really no idea what they're going to be up against but uh hopefully Hassani can uh can just do the uh, Dragon Ball Z super power-up thing and explode <laughs> <laughs> like he has been.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Honduras has made it for a while either.
1: Mm-mm, I don't think so. Mexico, pretty standard. I mean, Mexico won the whole thing. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago where they won the gold. Right. Um, be- beating Brazil, in fact, for that gold medal. <laughs> I, I remember that That's, one.
0: Uh, watching Antuna was interesting. Mm. Um, he's like a completely different player on the international – kit than he is with uh was it lafc mm-hmm. i believe um totally different player and yeah. that was that was entertaining to watch i caught some of that some of that nice. one but.
1: yeah well, well that'll be a good match and we'll report back on that one next week so best of luck to Hassani and his friends on the senior side uh The U.S. is doing friendlies, kind of prepping for World Cup qualification. Uh, They played Jamaica and and just kind of blew them away 4-1. to Uh, Legit with a brace towards the end, 83rd, 90th minute. Serginho Dest, we're going to talk about that name again down below. I mean, he has had like the dream week. What a week for this guy. Uh, Did some amazing things in Barcelona and then gets his first uh, international goal as well in this match. And it was a spectacular shot. I mean, they look good. Um, there, yeah. people, people are already starting to run away with the speculation. Oh, we got the dream team. We got the best team. So like <laughs> hey, everybody, we got to qualify first. You'll recall they were not yep. in the last World Cup. <laughs> Baby steps. We, <laughs> we should in. point
0: out uh, the one goal scored by Jamaica was our old friend Damian Lowe from uh, oh, hey. the NASL days.
1: Well played, very nice. You, yep, yep, yep. Our old friend. Uh, They play Northern Ireland again, a friendly tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. And then their qualifying gets moving, I think, April-ish, May-ish, something like that. Um, Let's jump to this kit thing, and we'll take a little break here. Uh, We got all the the kits, but this kit is probably the coolest MLS kit I think I've ever seen. (laughs) It is the Jimi Hendrix Seattle Purple Haze kit. It is spectacular. Um, I love it. I really do, and and it, it makes me sad because in a, in a way I would, I would have loved to have seen a Prince Purple Kit of some kind as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, even if that does happen, and I doubt it will happen, it's going to be now behind the Purple Haze Kit. But damn, this thing's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got. Should we take a break? <laughs>
0: Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota football show.
2: And we're back to the Minnesota football show part two.
1: Part two. Part two. Um, Bridget, I'll throw you this one because you actually put this one... uh... I think this was happening while we were recording last week, yeah. So this is this is the uh, the Scottish madness. I I will throw to you.
0: Yeah. So this, like, as we were talking after the show last time, I'm scrolling through Twitter and uh, got sucked into this video. Um. So, Dumbarton and I'm not even sure what that team is. I know uh, four 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 four.
1: <laughs> sure we got to say know, it like we're angry. For fire! For fire!
0: Uh, so one of those uh, non-league teams that uh, plays on uh, a pitch in right in a me- residential area. Um, yeah, the, the keeper tries to clear the ball, and it just ends up rolling slowly past him and over the goal line.
1: <laughs> well, he... He, he, he gets the kick off to, like, restart it, and it hits the dude in the back. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even see it. <laughs> and then it goes, like you said. It just right It was in. like
0: slow motion. Just rolls right by him.
1: <laughs> oh, it was the, a total blooper reel. The,
0: the shrug at the end killed yep. me. The the guy who, who hit it. Well, it hit him. Which hit kind him. of turns around and looks yeah. like.
1: What are you gonna do? All right, cool. What are you gonna do? And <laughs> what, what's killer too is that's the deciding goal for the match. That's like, yeah. It, it ends <laughs> one zero.
2: Ends.
1: <laughs> Brutal <laughs> and also hilarious. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, I, I watched uh, that video on repeat like twenty times I, last week. I watched it a few as Perfect. well. It was,
1: it was pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, the aforementioned Sergio Dest uh, did it with the national team. He did it with Barcelona last weekend as well. Um, as, as much as we've talked about Barcelona's woes and, and corruption and mess this year and, and Messi and mess, somehow they are back up to second place in the league. They could conceivably still win La Liga, which is kind of incredible. Yeah. Um, Sergio Dest had a brace. Sixth one is your, is your final score, Barcelona over Real Sociedad. This is not the first time a U.S. citizen has scored in La Liga, but is, is the first time a U.S. citizen has scored a brace ever in La Liga. And and they were like back to back too, 43rd, 53rd. I mean, he was just on fire. Um, his first goal set up by Messi. I mean, that's the dream. Are you <laughs> kidding me? How he's what he's what he's 19. I don't think he's even 20 years old.
0: Yeah, 19 sounds. True.
1: That that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that is the dream that Messi is just gonna feed you this perfect pass and you're gonna score. It's like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: W- where do you go from there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a high bar. <laughs> there it is, Sergio Des. The 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 week of dreams, I guess, is what we can call it. Yeah. He's, he's riding high. Um, I watched a little bit of this match. We had the Libertadores Feminino final this last weekend on Sunday, the 21st. Uh, America De Cali and Ferroviaria from uh, in- interior of Sao Paulo. I-, I-, I got in towards, yeah, it was after the second half. It was already 2-1, to one, which happened to be the final. And um, I-, I actually was amazed that Ferroviaria, or the champions, they win. This is their, their second title. They won in 2015 as well. But, América de Cali was just going out of non-stop full press. The keeper was even like coming up to midfield and basically like feeding balls, almost <laughs> like a yeah, exactly. Almost like a sweeper keeper, like not even concerned about going back. And it, it was pretty amazing that they were able to hold on. Like balls kept hitting posts, balls kept um, hitting like the side net. I mean, it was it was a full on onslaught on on uh, Ferroviaria. Great match though. And with worth mentioning, I suppose that the way I was able to watch this once again was Facebook Live. So <laughs> so but a a really cool deal that they were able to strike that Komebo was able to put together with uh with Facebook to make this happen. Because we talk about it all the time yeah. is the accessibility. How are we gonna watch these women's games? Well, boom, here it is on Facebook. Awesome. And I'll watch it.
0: The one thing that we can really appreciate Facebook for.
1: Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, it was good, though. So congrats to uh, Proviaria. It's so funny, too, because they, they are such a, a smaller team, like, on the men's side. Like, they're – I don't even think they're Serie A. I think they're Serie C, like, third division. But then their women's team is just this powerhouse. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Rodrigo, perfect timing. This one is for you. You get the this whole Gladbach situation with uh, this coach. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let you take it from there. You can set it up.
3: Wait, can you repeat again? I'm like, what am I taking? <laughs> Sorry, but we have La- refriger- That's okay. The- oh. Oh, the- Gladbach. Uh, is that the Scottish football thing, or is that no? no
1: this this is the 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 German Gladbach under U23 coach that. Uh, had the unsporting behavior towards oh the, okay you know, yeah, yeah 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 so like
3: I saw it on Twitter and I was like what how did I miss this but apparently it you know um, this 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 coach had um unkind words to say to a referee and his and part of his retraining or as people may say it or punishment was to coach the uh, the the women's side for like four or five games and this was like this is like a couple of weeks old but it was just like wait what. And people were finally like calling that out, and it was one of those things that it was just like unfathomable. Like how, how are these things like this still happening? Like it just makes no sense. Specifically coming out of you know a German league, who, who's seen as the most uh, you know progressive in some sort of thing, right? In the aspect of things, but yeah, it was it was one of those strange things that you find and you still scratch your head and it was like how 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 did they how did they have a conversation and and figure that this is, this is good, a good idea to to do. So it was weird. So.
1: I mean, it seemed like the unsportsmanlike part was, I mean, he really said some nasty thing. It was, it was a female referee, like a sideline judge, I believe, or a a side flag judge, I believe. And yeah, he just, he just went off. So it's, it's kind of a fitting, I don't know if you want to call it punishment, but just, just to, uh, I don't know, rebalance the scales, as it were. It's like, all right, you're going to coach a women's team now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just don't understand well, how
3: that's seen as a retraining or a punishment. punishment. Like, yeah, the that's, that's why I don't,
1: I don't like I don't like the word. I don't like the word. That's, punishment.
0: Yeah, It's, it's like, all that does is um, throw it towards the women's team. Like, how do they feel about this? Like, this coach right. degrades a female referee, so they send him – to train a group of women who are probably like, we don't want to deal with this man ever again. Right. Um, so. that, that's how I would feel. if
2: it, it, it pretty much shows you what the entire like brand thinks of women. Exactly.
0: General. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If they see this as a punishment, like there's, there's something wrong. If they see right. that as retraining, there's something wrong.
3: Yeah and it and it and it tied in for me because I was listening to one of the few podcasts podcasts I listened to is uh Radio Ambulante um uh, by Daniel Arcon and his whole group and they actually had a story about when a uh they were in the the U17 uh women's uh Colombian women's team and how they had the coach was like a total like uh sexual predator right and how yes. the person that called them out you know had to go through this whole thing of like being silenced being threatened all these other things and eventually just to be able to get an apology out of this whole thing right and so like it was a really like heart gut-wrenching kind of like having to listen to because i because um it's just like this is you know recently like right? two years ago right 2018 and and then having this surface in the new as, as a way to like this like it's just i don't know like there are good things that happen in soccer like that, that make you think, yes, we're getting there. And there are things like this that, that, that totally make you think that like we're going nowhere and, and I just want to give up kind of things. So. It's
0: just another piece of evidence that soccer is like a microcosm of society as a whole.
1: Indeed. Uh, this is also maybe for you, Rodrigo, talking about uh, today and, and Univision, I would imagine, uh, getting Copa America rights.
3: Yeah, I saw that, and I I thought that was, like, crazy. I was like, it makes sense, but then at the same time, like, how many times have I had to use Facebook Live or stream something else to be able to watch a Copa America game? And now it actually is going to be on either, you know, quite possibly rabbit rabbit ears or just, you know, cable access, right? So, like, TUDN and and Winnie are kind of, like, Built into into packages, so that's 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 really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, same cool thing with Paramount, um, like picking up the Argentinian league, and I'm like, I I might be able to watch a Boca Boca Junior Rivers without having to be on a Copa Libertadores level. So that, that's always
1: interesting. So we're gonna be honest. With with you, I, I, the way the way things are going right now, I I just I do not see this Copa America going taking off. Oh yeah, that. I mean I just, with the Brazil, with you there. mean? Yeah. Well, I mean everywhere too. I mean it's spreading the the Brazilian Brazilian variant is in Colombia. It's in Paraguay, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's all over the place. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. I think it will
2: be I mean it's here. It's here. It's also here.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And and that's the thing too, is like they had to delay not only the qualifiers, but now you're having to because they're hosted in two different countries, right? It's Colombia and
1: Argentina.
3: In Argentina. And so like you I, I just don't understand like the only thing that i i applauded towards the you know uh for the mls was to having the the bubble aspect of it right because then you have more control but coleman boy ain't doing nothing like that they don't want to do it like that <laughs> they, they don't want to lose all the money they're probably going to pack the stadiums all right because that's what they'll they'll do you can't have i think a- i saw
1: something related to that too that they did want to did you send, I think you sent something about that, right? That they were trying to get like at least 60% or something like that?
3: Yeah, it looks like, it. Um, Diego Montalval, um, um, one of my favorite uh, Peruvian sports writers living in the United States, you know, um, puts information out like that. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like like 40%, I mean, 30%, like I can get 15%, right? Like, but 20, 30, 40% of a stadium. I mean, like, dear Lord, is this going to be like,
1: and I mean, for some of those stadiums that you're talking, that forty percent is twenty thousand people.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
0: they're like those stadiums are not built to like give you personal space whatsoever. So, it's, <laughs> right, you're packed I mean, in there, even if it's not packed.
3: Yep. I mean, it's just it's just a, a not only logistical nightmare, but it's just a, a, a health pandemic aspect. Or like, look, I love Copa America; it's one of my favorite tournaments, but. No way in no way in hell would I would, would I buy a tickets and, and be trying to <laughs> to be there, right? In any, any kind of format. And I know people will, right? Because oh, right man. now, like COVIDness is not is it's not real enough for people, some for some folks in South America. And they will not we, live in fear. Yeah. They, who is who was the MLS Period. player who said who was anti-COVID? There was this article recently written about that. Mm, not sure oh geez i forget who it was but someone who was like full front was like i might get in a vaccine but that's everyone's view there were, were
0: used... i mean there were a few but yeah i, I remember that story and i don't
1: I anyways
3: yeah I, I mean copa medica is going to be a mess and what pisses me off the most is like um what's that going to do for you know the women's copa medica right absolutely like how is that I, i'm i'm I want it to happen. I don't know if it will happen. There's always the issue of money, right? But it's it's you know this is just getting extremely frustrating. How like there's keep on failing stadiums when we have coaches saying they shouldn't do it. When you have drama of like people still getting infected, you know, like and if you can't you can't do any of that stuff. If you can't control it, then. Just have people play goalie wars for Copa <laughs> América. Like- I mean, <laughs> where where
1: where we are currently right now, and and Colombia, keep in mind, is one of the co-hosts. Colombia is at this point. I doubt it will happen because it'll be a, just a, a geopolitical nightmare. But there is discussion to shut the border with Brazil right now with Colombia. So you're talking about trying to have a, a international football tournament with closed borders. I mean, yeah, it's just not <laughs> come happen. on, come on, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah.
2: I, gonna, I mean, what that what may happen is they'll do some sort of, you know, the same thing that's been happening in the last year. So it'll be shortened. It'll be no fans.
3: It'll
1: yeah. be
2: quarantine the players. That's if that's it was a bubble,
1: be. like like Rodrigo said, like that they pick one city, one stadium, or like two or three stadiums within a complex type thing. That's probably the easiest way to safest way to do it, but right, But
3: they're not going to do it because because wants that money, because, right? Just and just because,
1: because Commebo, you could have ended it right there. Yeah, just because
3: I mean, we have the Conca caps, right? But we also have the Komebo. Like, uh, no. oh, oh, it's just so that's, it's that's,
0: just, that's a... con- the Conca cap thing is usually on the pitch. Yeah, under the
1: table, lots of under the table. <laughs> uh, us that's a good segue. Let's talk Uruguay while we're in in Comebo. Uh, Nicolas Siri, 16 years old for uh Danubio. Apparently, he becomes the uh youngest player to score a hat trick in a first division game, younger than both Maradona and Pele. So, good for you, Siri. Um, let's talk about Chacon. I really don't want to, but let's do it <laughs>
3: yeah. i feel i feel so bad for like creeping his instagram posts like i feel bad like that's like the only way i get any Chaco news right i'm like yeah like because people ask me i was like how do you know so much about Chaco? And i was like well i mean he posts on his instagram let's see and, like i feel bad for the kid you have to and so i'm like i'm like i feel bad but like it's, he looks like he's having a lot time a of his life he's like he's it he, does he, he,
0: that's hanging with yeah. friends. Yeah.
3: That's like a good way to start. He's, it. he's seeing, happy. He's clearly he's happy. seeing his significant other, right. He's hanging yeah. out with folks that he loves. It, it looks like he's, he's happy. It's like, right. I've never seen him smile so much in pictures that dissolve or go away in 10, 20 seconds or, <laughs> but, um, so, but so looks starting
1: like, there, it's, it's good that he's happy. He's going to play with Liverpool, the, the Uruguayan version of Liverpool, uh, you'll she'll uh bridget that, that that one's for you i suppose how you feel about the oodle version <laughs> of liverpool
0: <laughs> i i had forgotten they existed but uh yeah i started scrolling through their twitter and some of the players had a lot of a lot of instagram new instagram posts mm-hmm. uh they were champions of the is it the clausura season
1: yeah that sounds right
0: mm-hmm. um yeah, so I mean, the the culture seems really cool. Just I was scrolling through and thought, man, this is this looks like the, fun.
1: The issue is this though, and I think we've mentioned it before on the show is their season's over. So they're playing this weekend, which maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. Then they play next weekend, and that's it. They're done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So he gets like two weeks of of so playing. Maybe he basically yeah. has
0: he has off season here, and then yeah. basically gets the equivalent of a couple of preseason games, and right. then goes right back into the off season.
3: But, yeah, I uh, who knows? Who knows? And and like this is like the most frustrating story of anything that has to do with Minnesota United. I mean, like, I mean, even in Nessie, I complain about certain stuff, but this just makes no this is, effing yeah, sense. This like, totally. this makes no sense. Like, like. You are going to sell him back or loan him out to a Uruguayan league team to build out his to build up his confidence, right? So, why couldn't you build his confidence here? I was <laughs> like, why do you have to go to Uruguay to build his confidence? What part of the structure that you created or support system that he may or may not have is is? I think a lot so of it only- started with Migue, honestly, because he was such buddy with Miguel Ibarra. Like, everywhere he went, he went with Miguel. He hung out with Miguel. He missed Miguel when he left. But after that, like, everything we saw was nothing. And I think that's just the frustrating part for a lot of this is, like, this kid, two years ago, was a U-20 Uruguayan national team starter. And now he has to play for not at the but at Liverpool. Nothing against Liverpool, but it's like he has to go back and start all over again, it feels like. And and two years out of his life have spent in Minnesota and if he oh, hates yeah. Minnesota They're, or if Uruguayans now hate Minnesota like I cannot blame him for totally
1: justified yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. The, the team and Heath is, have basically kneecapped his career which which sucks I mean I feel I got involved in this whole thread as well just because a lot of them don't understand exactly everything that was happening here so I was trying to clarify some of the perspective of what actually went down in Minnesota and it's it's tragic it really is tragic Bridget. The only the
0: only logic I can think of is that even if they're not playing a season and he's just there to, to train, um, just being essentially back home and with people he knows, uh, maybe it's just enough of a psychological boost that when he comes back here, he can hit the ground running and be ready to go. That's well, that is literally the only thing I can come up with, because otherwise there's there's no other ra- way other than for him to, like, get minutes, get reps in right. with with United, with these players, build those relationships again. Right. But and, and, um, if, if they're just using it as a reset, that's I mean.
2: OK, it, there there is one other possible explanation.
1: Please.
2: The other possible explanation is that he feels that like he made a mistake and he doesn't want the kid on the team anymore at all. And it's all just a ruse. And he's not planning on bringing him back at all. And he's also thinking, you know, if we're not going to play him at Minnesota United, I might as well let him be home.
0: So it's like a Demidoff thing. You send him on vacation for a year.
3: <laughs> Literally. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Do you think <laughs> highly going back? That was my hey, question. listen. Dude, they there, back I there,
1: there's this there's a certain team in sedia Bay in a city called Guayana that could use a left winger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 Send <laughs> Chacon to Guayana. Maybe, yeah.
0: maybe it's to you know get him into that environment again so that they can take offers and he'll be there so people can see him train and play and you know, not have to stock his Instagram like the rest of us do to figure out what's going on in his life. <laughs>
3: i mean yeah i mean now i feel creepy but um but i mean no, like that's here's the, that's how you get like, news these days Seriously. here's the thing yeah. here's the thing too is that like and i asked jeff ruder that uh because like at one point you know and he recently wrote like i asked him what is the update is there any update on the mls reserve league because at one point there was going to be an mls reserve league right and i was thinking okay well maybe the MLS reserve league will come back for this year. And then Jeff Ruder told me, Nope, that's coming back next year. So then like, if he does come back, he's in the same boat. He's not going to be able to get, they're not trying to play him, whether whatever reason they choose to say, whether it's his attitude or whether it's whatever, right. Or, or what it, whatever it is, you know, it's like you, can't deny talent i mean well apparently no we can we can't deny um, talent you
0: can deny talent.
3: you can't <laughs> yeah. deny talent sorry that, that i misspoke you can't this deny. is this,
0: minnesota we deny
3: talent we deny talent all the time um there is precedent and so that that that's like if there was at least a reserve league then i could see him coming back and being like oh now you're going to go play on minnesota united reserve league you get some minutes somewhere i just you know this is like like the this is like you had the rubik's cube right and someone took all the stickers and put them wherever you want, and then you're trying to figure it out, and she says, "No way you're going to get this right." <laughs> and
0: then Pretty you bring good. in Wea, who you say is not going to get starting minutes, but we also don't have an affiliate in the lower league, so you're just going to end up sending him on loan or letting him sit uh, sit on the bench or behind the bench, not even dressed to sit on the bench, uh, just like Shikone. should have kept him here just to keep Wea company, but um, uh. Yeah, it hurts. I just... It
1: hurts, hurts my brain. Yep. Uh, well, hey, listen, they, they won 9-0 today against Charleston Battery, okay?
0: Everything's things, fine.
1: Things are, everything's <laughs> fine. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, UEFA World Cup qualifiers. We got had some interesting um, sociopolitical stances going going down on some of the matches when uh, Paris, uh, a bunch of the players put a uh, un sous couleur, c'est le malo... Uh, only one color uh, anti-racism shirts came out. And then Norway, they won one uh, war, rather, wore a shirt basically uh, calling into focus the human rights abuses in Qatar right now. That's a whole other situation with this World Cup coming up. Just the absolute nightmare that everything has been in, in Qatar for the workers and uh, and the immigrant labor. And I mean, we've talked about it on here before, but it's it's... It's being refocused now that, that time is, is getting closer to that destination. And, and it's it's cool to see the players taking a stand, including one, Mr. Holland, who who never stops scoring. So, I mean, when a personality that big is putting on a equal rights Qatar shirt, that's that's pretty powerful. If,
0: I mean, it's good to see, but at the same time, I wish they had maybe started that like three years ago.
1: It does seem a little late. I, I tend to agree. But it's, it is cool that it's know, coming. You do it when there's... Coming.
0: Yeah, they're. I mean, they're doing it when there are no like implications for them. Like, they're they're probably going there anyway. Um, oh yeah, I and see they're what not you're gonna saying. get reprimanded for like. But so I see what you're
1: it, saying. It's it's I would safe be more time-wise. appreci
0: Yeah, I would be more appreciative of it if they like took the risk to put put themselves out there and do that two years ago, right. when yeah. like if they weren't sure if they were going,
1: but. It happened again with Germany they did they spelled out human rights against in their their match as well I didn't put all we're we're in international time right now in, in case uh listeners didn't know and there's there's no league matches happening with all these international breaks um I didn't put them all in here just because the usual suspects did what they do and won um i put uh we mentioned earlier the the Finnish duo Lud and Ra uh, sure <laughs> they both started for <laughs> Finland. <laughs> Elliptica, they played <laughs> against Bosnia, uh, Herzegovina, and they tied two-two. Huki scoring both goals there, and and the one that did, I don't, like. I said most went as you would imagine. This one did not. Uh, Netherlands two, Turkey four, and uh, De Boer is de boring once again. We could say in a bad way, <laughs> and we are all just shocked. Shocked, we say. <laughs> How could this possibly be happening? Is, is there a track record of sorts, perhaps? No,
3: nope, not at all. Wow. Yeah, the whole t- conversation
1: about this is just crazy. Like, he should I really just know. wear a shirt that says "Failing Up," right? <laughs> don't you think? No, I mean that's what he's done. His, I mean his the-
0: permanent uniform.
1: Yeah, it's the big <laughs> chest <laughs> tattoo, "Failing Up." The, the
3: thing is that you you have to you have to give credit to the fact that when he was at Ajax he actually did something good but that's the only thing he's ever done that's the only thing that's it that's the only thing like 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 if you like whoever is his agent like literally is is really making that money like work for them like I don't his I don't resume
0: care. the resume that they send out just has Ajax. <laughs> <on it. laughs>
3: There's a, giant, like, there's a Nothing giant else.
0: like there's a giant like ten year gap. They're like this using IX.
3: It's so, all, it's so weird. In so invisible ink, and you need to spray <laughs> lemon juice on it and put like some sort of light behind it so you can read the rest of the things where he's failed. And then it
0: disappears before right. you can process the it's information. It's a national <laughs> treasure
3: movie type thing where you have to find the map of where is Dijon going or where where is he gonna go next, right? I mean like the boy uh, it's just it's just so crazy if you're trying to
1: connect the dots shield this is the guy that was at atlanta united last year that was fired after what two months two three months yeah
3: like a
0: few games yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. it's uh good
2: times, good times
1: he just he just keeps i mean where do you go from here he's the coach of the netherlands national team I, I guess he'll be fifa president next year
3: right <laughs> oh <my laughs> that, God. that would be it right <laughs> start him to go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll see him in the Brazilian uh, B League. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. I want He'll... this. Keep, keep this garbage away from Goiás, man. We...
0: And once Come once on. he coaches one team, they'll just keep moving him around to all yeah, the teams. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh... it's, it's
0: like an exchange program. We just keep sending DeBoer <laughs> everywhere.
1: DeBoer <The> exchange. DeBoer <laughs> exchange program. <laughs> Pretty good. There's, there's your title. There go. If you uh, think the boring, if you think really things boring. are
0: bad now, take the bore for a few months, yep. and then uh, <laughs> everything's uphill from there.
1: What
3: was oh, that boy. movie that had uh, George Clooney in it that he went around and firing people? Uh oh.
1: it was the Cohen Brothers, I think like there the was name. a movie that
3: he oh he did is go around and like Where he,
0: yeah. yeah he basically like lived on the plane and in hotels oh my god yep. What yep. Is that called?
3: that is literally what he either. should happen that's, to him he's yeah. like i'm gonna go and yeah. mess up i'm gonna mess up your club <laughs> for three to four months and then you're gonna fire me and you're gonna look good in firing me and then you're gonna bring someone else in like that should be his whole <laughs> yes. gig and marketing thing
1: rinse repeat rinse repeat, rinse, repeat. that's it <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, let's talk Boré watch really quick. Get out of here. Uh, it sounds like uh, Santos Borre heading to Gremio. And I don't have a final deal thing here, mostly because the, the Brazilian Real is so messed up now with, with Bozo Nazi that I have no idea what the exchange rate is. But it sounds like about a $10 million deal. Like he gets, I think, $6 million up front and then $2 million a year bonus type situation. I don't remember. And I, and I don't think this is, it sounds like it's a done deal, but then I just read something today where they're still negotiating some other things. And the river coach is like, well, let's just hold out a little bit more and see if somebody from Europe comes. So I don't know. As is tradition, Bridget will, of course, uh, we'll find this out as soon as we get done recording in about (laughs) 10 minutes, (laughs) it'll, it'll change as soon as we're done. Uh Uh-huh. But, but at least for now, it sounds like he's over. He's heading to Grêmio.
0: Oh. Okay. An hour ago, Andy Greer posts Manager Adrian Heath said club is hopeful to complete acquisition of Ramon Abia from Boca Juniors. Nothing's cut and dried, uh, but Reynoso gave him a glowing reference. So we do actually have club acknowledgement of that thing. Just That's throw right. That out
3: there. So I guess my, my question is what does a glowing review from Reynoso really mean? Right, like he likes mate, yeah. I gotta
1: gotta compartir la bombilla, right? Or
3: like (laughs) he's like, you like going to he likes going to Olive Garden, you know. He only (laughs) likes
1: Olive Garden. (laughs) Well, didn't you see
3: where where, where, Renoso in his Instagram? He like, yeah, he was at the Olive Garden somewhere, like, that's hilarious. And people were like, wait, what is he gonna order? I was like, he's probably there for the soup and salad combo, and never ending.
1: He's <laughs> like, look at me with my traditional Italian meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I, I want to know. It's like,
3: it's like you know, if I was, we
0: went to Minnesota and discovered Italian food.
3: That's right. It <sighs> doesn't exist in Argentina. Uh, uh, you
1: know? Ouch. <laughs> uh boy. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's I pretty mean, good. I just,
3: I, I'm looking forward to, to just like someone starting a like. Argentinian Steakhouse. Uh-huh. Like they used to be in Minneapolis. That got shut down because they were serving alcohol to minors. Uh-huh. They were serving wine to minors too many times. Wait, wait. wait which, which place was that? It was uh, right off Uh, Franklin, I think.
1: Argentine Steakhouse. Why can't I remember this? Uh,
3: it was, it was years ago. It was literally probably the early 2000s. Huh. And like I would go um, I would go there a couple of times because I had Argentinian friends and I'd be like, it was great food, Uh great wine. No one knew about it. But then like one day I drove by and it was like closed and I was like, what happened? So I found out that that they removed they took their license away. Their liquor license because they kept serving like underage drinkers you know who's like you know because in argentina it's customary to give people sure wine at a certain age right just like in, in europe the drinking age is, is 16 i think in latin america the drinking age is five right i think you know. <laughs> at that point. so pretty
1: much pretty much yeah well m- maybe we'll get a uh Reynoso and uh one chope can hang at uh, at boludo once oh, we're all vaccinated. Right. That's, the, that's oh. the Argentinian
3: spot to go to. That's right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I haven't been there yet, but.
1: They, they, they can be in the yeah, back nearby. making their. They, well, I can't go. They don't, they don't have any vegan options yet, unfortunately. But maybe they can serve you guys some, some yummy. Uh, what do they make? Empanadas, right? Yeah, oh, empanadas. Yeah.
3: Maybe, maybe what we can do is just, you know, they can walk in there with a, a Boca Senior T-shirt that says Minnesota United on it, you know.
1: That was dope. Kevin, <laughs> get on this. Let's make this happen. I like that. Very cool. Right on. Well, thank you. Awesome co-host once again, and I'll, I'll put out uh, beer is in the process. Uh, Hop clouds and Christian actually just put out a tweet today that I think made a uh, uh, Rodrigo drool over the place. Looks like we're getting <laughs> ready to bottle or he's not, we, he and, and his crew are getting ready to bottle, what will be the next round of C'est the uh, plum based double that we all really enjoyed the first time so second round is coming patreon.com backslash mnfootballshow is where to get in and we'll we'll for new subscribers we'll put a few of the first bottles ahead just for the new folks and then we'll make sure we we take care of everybody else from there so that is on on its way and i think this one is even barrel aged and we saw that barrel barrel aged (laughs) done that's that's all i need uh but sheila rodrigo bridget thank you once again thank you listeners and Até logo.
2: Bye. Bye.